Hello, and welcome to How She Does It. My name is Stacey Pezzold. I'm a 44-year-old retired chief operating officer of a publicly traded technology company. I started my career 20 years prior as a single mom living in a trailer in Beggs, Oklahoma. People often ask me, how do you do that? This podcast is designed to answer that very question. So today's part of the story picks up when we move back home. And so home for us is Tulsa. um, And this period of my life really represented just a time of happiness and a time of ease. And Alex and I had just gotten married. Um, Aiden had just turned seven. Uh, I was getting ready to turn 30. But it was a happy time, and we were buying our first house together uh, in Midtown Tulsa, which, if you're not familiar, is just a beautiful community, walkable to Brookside and to Whole Foods. Aiden was going to school at a place called Elliott, where we could uh, walk to drop him off or to pick him up, tree-lined streets, and it was just a really kind of idyllic Um, neighborhood and the childhood that I had really envisioned for Aiden. We had friends that lived right across the street from us that also had a son Aiden's age, and it was just a really beautiful time in life. We could get anywhere in 15 minutes, which after three hours a day in the car in Chicago just felt like such a godsend. And life was easier at the time, and I was really in a place where I was becoming a wife for the first time and relishing and just everyday things like cooking dinner and in making school lunches and drop-offs and pickups and volunteering in Aiden's classroom and um, getting to enjoy time with friends, which is something we hadn't really been able to do in Chicago because we were both just so committed to hustling and growing our careers. And so it was a beautiful time. And I remember, you know, we were really, things were really starting to look up for both Alex and I. And although I was taking kind of a step over in my career, um, I was at peace with that. I was actually thrilled. Um, I was taking a pay cut. I was going from a big office to a cubicle. Um, I was technically now didn't have the title that I had before, but honestly, none of that mattered to me. I was thrilled um, to now be in a position where I was going to be training. I was super excited about that, and I was really excited about the work-life balance that this phase in life was going to hold for me. Alex was just getting ready um, to start his company, TokenX, and um, he was working at a place called True Digital at the time with his the founder of Token. And so that was all kind of at the very beginning stages. And, you know, I look back and I think of things that we were proud of at that time, being able to, you know, pay our mortgage um, with just one income was something that we had really prided ourselves on wanting to be able to do. When we were in Chicago, we you know lived in this great townhome that we were really excited about in the middle of Chicago, but we both hated that sinking feeling that if something happened to either one of our careers or our salaries, that we wouldn't be able to pay rent. Um, and we were really kind of living above our means when we lived in Chicago. So when we moved back to Tulsa, we, it was really important to us that whatever home we picked, um, whatever mortgage payment that we had, that we felt like we could really make that payment with just one of our salaries. So that if you know the other one got laid off or um, the other one wanted to step away or start something on their own, that we had the financial freedom to do that. 
So we're in a really good place. I mean, our our um, defining, I guess, markers for success in our lives were, you know, we had bought our first little wine fridge and we would buy actual bottles of wine instead of boxed wine. And we thought we were just extremely fancy at that time. And we were able to do date nights, you know, where the check would come and it would be $100. And we were like, we can handle that, you know, maybe not every night, but, you know, once a month and just great time with friends. Friends were getting married and engaged at that time. And um, Aiden was playing soccer and flag football. And we were back home with aunts and uncles and mimis and mimas and um, just really getting to enjoy our family and our friends at that time. So professionally, it really felt like for me, a weight had been lifted. Like I mentioned, I mean, it was a change in title and pay and everything else, but I was just so excited to be in a position where I was doing something that I loved. I you know, knew from my earlier days in my career that I just really loved training and coaching people. And I really had a vision for what success was going to look like in this training program that I was going to build. And I had really made a commitment to my boss that if he were to allow me to step into this role, a new role for the company, one that didn't exist before, um, that, you know, there was going to be, I was I was going to guarantee him success in terms of what it was going to look like, and I was going to make it worth his while. And so what I did is I, I developed a training program um, that involved kind of a, a pre-corporate training and a post-corporate training over basically an eight-week span. So what already existed for the company was a one-week training at our corporate headquarters, hence why we called it corporate training, which was extremely intensive, and it was done with the chief sales officer of our company, who was an amazing, amazing trainer, which I'll talk a little bit more about here in just a moment. But what didn't exist was getting these reps really ready for that training program because at the time we were really hiring people either right out of college or with a year or two of sales experience. And so what I really recognized from my time in Chicago is that what a lot of these young people really lacked was a basic understanding of how business worked. And that was just extremely critical because we were calling on um, chief financial officers of organizations. And if you're gonna sit across the table from a CFO, you have to be able to speak their language. And so these young, Guys and girls coming right out of college needed to understand, you know, what business looked like. We worked in, you know, the payroll industry and human resources, and they needed to really understand what that meant. What was payroll? What were earnings and deductions? What was the responsibility of a human resources manager? Um, and to really kind of, you know, educate them on what that world looked like. And then furthermore, what what our industry looked like. Who were we? What was the competitive landscape? What was our value proposition? and how did it differentiate um, from all the other companies that we were competing against. User training, understanding, you know, we met with, you know, payroll people and, you know, what was their role and responsibility within the company. And then also our very specific sales process. Our company was really doing well from a revenue perspective and um, our CEO and our CSO had really done this beautiful job of creating this very specific and strategic sales process. But in order for it to work, you had to work it. And so really kind of teaching these new reps what that process looked like, and really furthermore, gaining buy-in about 
why it was important to really trust the process and to not skip steps and to really understand each step in the process and how each was a building block to the next and um, teaching them how to appropriately demo our product. Um, and, you know, it was, a, it was a technology. It was so how to how to really show that technology to the user, not just in a let me show you everything that the product can do, but in a more of a conversational kind of, um, you know, rapport building way, how to really, you know, understand when it was time to demo versus when it was time to conduct an analysis and how to conduct an analysis, how to really get to understand the businesses that you are meeting with and what their needs were. And then and only then partnering or pairing um, our solution or our product as a solution to their business problems. And so that took some time. That took some time to do to really help um, these new sales reps really understand who we were, what our process was, where our value was in the marketplace, and then how they then could walk into that process. And if they trusted it, how they'd find success. And so I built out really a very strategic kind of four-week training program to get these new reps up and running and prepared prior to um, that corporate training. And what I also did that I think was really beneficial, you know, that was natural to me, is that I really kind of led or managed these new hires during that first four weeks. So having uh, also understood what it's like to be a new manager in a new market, uh, I had empathy for the other managers that were out across the U.S. opening new offices. And I knew that most of their time was spent during the day with their existing reps um, or their more tenured reps on these big appointments or big calls, which often meant that new people were in the offices kind of you know flying solo. And so what I was able to do at the time, and this was before Zoom, um, but was I, I was able to create, um, you know, these online trainings or online meetings where we were connecting remotely with, you know, five or 10 new hires from all across the United States, where we were meeting through, you know, Microsoft Live, Microsoft Meetings, I can't even remember what the software was called at the time, um, but where each new hire had a, had a structured plan for each day. So they didn't feel like they were on an independent island on their own, just learning you know, from a payroll textbook. And so I was able to really kind of be the interim manager for these new hires for the first four weeks where I kind of had a plan for what every day looked like. I had a plan for the week in terms of setting out expectations with them, in terms of having one-on-ones with them, and giving them feedback throughout the process and helping them to understand what they were doing well and what they needed to work on. And I also was a conduit basically between the new hire and the manager and helping the manager to understand what areas um, they could really work on with their new reps in terms of getting them prepared for that big corporate training that was going to happen. And so I found success in doing that. And really, you know, one of the things that I did that again, now in hindsight, looking back, I think was a great idea is I really did a deep dive before preparing this training program. I really did a deep dive into some analytics, um, into new hire analytics, into looking at turnover reports and evaluating exit surveys. Before I created this training program, I really wanted to understand where were the gaps in what existed or didn't exist today, which reps were succeeding 
Why were they succeeding? How were they succeeding? Um, and that really gave me a lot of insight and a lot of answers in terms of what the training program needed to look like. I mentioned talking about you know doing just competition training or business school training. What I saw is that the reps that were succeeding were coming to the table with kind of a baseline knowledge or understanding for what this world <clears throat> looked like from the from the buyer's perspective and also competitively speaking. I also noticed that they were spending a lot of time with their managers, that their managers were really coming alongside them in the sales process to help them build their confidence and to also really lead the way in terms of showing them how the process worked. And so I really tried to take any of that that I could um, to inform the training program that I was building. And I also looked at who was failing and why were they failing. And another thing that kind of jumped off the page to me is that a lot of the people that weren't having success were in situations where um, managers weren't actively engaged or um, in situations where, you know, they hadn't sold a deal, you know, in 10 weeks, um, but it looked like they had great activity and perhaps were like right on the precipice of having success. Um, and so I just really looked to the data to help me inform um, the program and the process that I was going to build. And the other thing that I, I really knew is that um, through the corporate training piece, the week that they were going to spend with our CSO, um, that was going to be a great way to, to get them, you know, to get their skills really hardened and for them to really role play and prove that they had, you know, of what they'd learned in the previous four weeks. And my goal was, is that after they left training, within four weeks of leaving that corporate training program, that they would sell their first deal and that that first deal, you know, would be worth a minimum of 20K in revenue to the company. And with that commitment, what I had to make sure of and what I created was also a post-corporate training where there was like a success plan of what each week needed to look like activity-wise in terms of one-on-ones with their managers, in terms of a check-in call with me um, to make sure that four weeks outside of that training that they achieve success. And um, I think everybody was really happy with the process. I mean, again, it was great for me because nothing existed before. Um, so I suppose anything I would have put together and built um, would have been very valued. But I know there was a lot of really great feedback from new managers. There was a consistent, repeatable, scalable process uh, for new hires moving forward. And um, it was a success. It was something that I was really proud of, that was a lot of fun to do, that turned out awesome. Um, in the process, I got nominated for a Stevie's Award um, for the Sales Training Manager of the Year which was something that I was really proud of at the time. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a number three on the Enneagram, so extremely achievement-oriented, but I was, I was proud. I was proud of what I was creating. I loved the work that I was doing. And most importantly, I was getting to learn from our chief sales officer. And this man is someone who can 100% captivate a room. Um, whatever he is selling, you will be buying. He is just the most amazing speaker, coach, trainer, developer. Um, he's somebody that can create a culture and did create an extremely strong sales culture uh, and someone that I had just a ton of respect for and looked up to. And during this phase in my career, 
hire, I got to really learn from him. Not only was I responsible for creating the new hire training program um, and for spending a week with him each month at our corporate office and watching him train, um, but I also got to work with him on our executive rep training and our sales training manager program. And I just learned a lot about um, the behind the scenes effort he put in to what he was going to train, why he was going to train. And a lot of it was just really strategic in nature. A lot of it was in response to what might be happening with the company or what problems the company might be facing. He would use training um, as a way to solve those problems. And um, it was just a really great time for me to learn from somebody, not just from a book um, or from my sales DVDs, but like in person, someone that I was like, I want to be like you one day. I want to be able to speak to audiences like you speak. I want to be able to coach young people the way that you do. I want to be able to hold the attention of a room um, the way that you do. And so it was awesome. I think I'd mentioned in a few previous episodes, but that was the thing that, you know, my dad always taught me is that you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but you should certainly find the best person in the room and learn from them. And it's really as easy as that. And I'll tell you, um, those people want to help. They want to see you grow. They want to share whatever knowledge it is that they have with you. Um, And so our CSO at the time really kind of took me under his wing and taught me a lot about training, about leadership, about executive leadership, and a lot of the skills that I didn't have when uh, I went into the Chicagoland market. And so it really filled a huge gap for me at the time. So personally speaking, um, you know, like I mentioned, life life was going good. I was newly married. Um, Alex was starting TokenX. Aiden was thriving at Elliott, was in sports. And um, I got to pick him up, you know, after school or drop him off in the mornings. And, um, you know, it was really important to me that I didn't want him raised uh, in before care or after care. I wanted to be involved in his life. I wanted to, you know, be able to work on homework and projects with him. I wanted to wake him up in the morning. And um, that's where my life was at. I was, I was really getting to enjoy my life. But for the first time, my biological clock actually started ticking. And, um, you know, Alex and I had said, you know, we're good with one. We've got our little family right here. One kid is is going to be plenty for us. You know, one day we'll be able to retire early or be empty nesters early and travel. And so one child was kind of the arrangement that we had made. Um, but as I started to look at Aiden, you know, and as he was getting older, you know, eight, nine, ten, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't imagine not being a mom um, or not having any children in this house, you know, within the next 10 years. I just, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. And um, I just really, I had this yearning for one more. And um, so that's kind of, you know, where I was at during that time. And, um, you know, a couple years went by, I'm uh, probably less than a couple years, year and a half or so. Um, and I woke up the morning after my 32nd birthday party. Uh, and I knew, I just knew that I was pregnant. So join me for the next episode where we'll talk about um, the next steps in my journey and what that looked like um, now as a potential uh, mom of two. 